Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Welcome to another episode of Music to My Beers. I am Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck. When our powers combine, we fritter away two hours of broadcast airtime every Sunday. It's like a collab every single Sunday, you right. know? Yeah. I like that. Um, I, this is a show we've done now for, what, four years? Uh, this, yep. this particular episode. The, it's always a favorite. The pumpkin uh, edition <laughs> of Music to My Beers. We play a lot of uh, punky stuff. And we talk about awful pumpkin beers, which uh, you are a fan of, and I am not. I do like a good pumpkin beer every once in a while, especially just in this season. I can't drink a pumpkin beer in June. I'll just, I'll be honest. It's not my forte. And I, I think this all goes back to when, and I always make this point every year, is that I, as a pumpkin spice fan, oh, okay. when I reach for a pumpkin beer, that's the flavor that my brain is expecting, and that is very seldom the flavor you get. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cinnamon and nutmeg in some of these beers, but there's a lot of gourd flavor. Oh yeah, and we've had a couple on the show before where I thought, gourd, dang, this is all you taste. <laughs> but you are uh, you're all about that life. Before we get into music, really quick, what's your favorite aspect of a pumpkin beer? Like, why do you like that style? I like this Explain style. Explain to the people listening why you're insane, Zach. I I love I love the style because of that gourd. That comes with it, you know, almost like a yam or a sweet potato that comes off the end. It's a little more malt forward for the pumpkin season, but uh, one of my favorite pumpkin beers kind of falls under that line, but is also a sour. Oh. And it was delicious. All right, we'll get to more of that. Um, really quick, what's your favorite? Like a couple of favorites. I, I know was, we've had a Southern tier on the show. That's that's uh, the pumpkin one. Yeah, yeah. There's that one, and then Warlock that they always do. And now they've kind of changed it up. I don't know if you saw that the uh, they do a nitro pumpkin now, which has to be pretty interesting, especially when they've now learned how to package the nitro. So you can hard pour the beer right into the glass and uh, and have your own nitro pour at home, uh, which is cool. So my favorite we actually had on the show probably two or three years ago, and it was a great surprise to us all. It was the Funky Pumpkin from Boulevard. It was a sour pumpkin ale with spices like uh, it had nutmeg and cinnamon, uh, some allspice and ginger in there. Do you remember that one? It was yeah. like a sour yeah, I do. bite up front, and then it mellowed out. It had that pumpkin spice on the back end. It's delicious. That was that's probably one of my all time favorite pumpkin beers. Out of uh, and it's funny too. The uh, the longer you think about how long we've done this show and talking about the things we had on it, like. I'm glad that we finally got our heads dialed in that we can't just sit here and drink every single episode of Music to My Beers, because especially this time of year, you're starting to look ahead a few shows and think, man, that Christmas party show's coming up. I don't know how you can, I mean, ooh, that's going to be a, uh, a rough hang, but um, but the, the pumpkin beers, they're, they're fun. I do appreciate them, and, and like anything else that, uh, that has its little niche, there are more and more of them every year, and if you haven't had one, and this is the theory that I employ, I haven't had one yet that I absolutely love. But eventually, somebody's going to come out with one that I love. That I say, this is my pumpkin beer. And you should definitely try a Legion's pumpkin set. Is it all right? It's The Punkachino is really good. And it's a coffee coffee pumpkin ale. Then they have the Night Owl, uh, Owl which is just their regular pumpkin ale. The Great Pumpkin is the Imperial version of that Night Owl. And then they have the Dark of the Moon, which is a pumpkin stout. 
So I don't know. And the weird thing about that is because Elysian obviously is distributed nationwide, it's an Anheuser-Busch product, or AB InBev now, yeah. is you would think that in order for them to scale up a beer that big, that it has to be uh, massively appealing. Mm-hmm. So to take something niche, like a, a flavor as niche as pumpkin for beer, and then uh, do two or three or four different versions of it and release it nationwide, that's... That seems to defy logic as far as some of the the, the craft uh, beers that get purchased and then turn into nationwide deals. Space it's, Dust? Yeah, I get it. Four yeah. different pumpkin beers from Elysian? I don't know. It's a lot of work. And pumpkin's hard to work with, too. We can talk about that later in the show because I've actually brewed a pumpkin beer before. And it did not turn out very it, well. It, <laughs> Big surprise. And it was absolutely <laughs> terrible. And, uh, Zach, you've always been the token pumpkin fan on this, uh, pumpkin beer fan on this uh, show. And we've talked yeah. a little bit about some of your favorites, and we'll talk a little bit more uh, later about some of the ones that are coming down, some of the new ones. I know we, uh, New Belgium has a new one. And what do you? What typically pairs well with a pumpkin beer for you? Because where it's always fallen for me when I've decided to have one is I have one, and then I move on and have something else, and it's not something I typically pair with something. It's just a pit stop as I'm sessioning my way through a fall. Yeah, for me, I would say dessert. Like pumpkin, I can't really start off with and enjoy like a cheeseburger and a pumpkin beer. It's just not not really my forte. But I would put pumpkin beer with um, um, probably pumpkin pie or ice cream, uh, something of that sort. Even pumpkin bars, you know, with the cream cheese icing on top. Delicious. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I always hold on to the pumpkin beers through the Thanksgiving holiday because I like one. Um, that is one where I'll start with a pumpkin beer because it kind of uh, rounds out the whole Thanksgiving plate. You know, you've got the turkey and right. not getting too much into it. You you have your plate and you have a pumpkin beer alongside it. And it, it just goes really well with uh, the season, this season. But then once we get past Thanksgiving, then we're into Christmas and pumpkin beers can just go fall off a cliff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's they're not typically something that comes to the front of your mind when you think about aging it either. So it's not like you can take the five that you have left, run them down to the basement, and that's where they're going to sit for the next year. That's right. Uh, it's very much, we found, I think, on the show so far, a flavor that falls off and doesn't hold up well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we and I, we'll, I know we mentioned this, that, uh, that Voodoo Ranger from New Belgium, their IPA series, has a new one coming out. But they also have uh, an Atomic Pumpkin special release that's coming out this month. Yes. It may already be on store shelves. I first heard of it a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, um, interesting. I haven't not enjoyed anything in that series, so there's no reason to believe that this would at least be a kick. But it has habanero in it. Ooh. So the pumpkin's supposed to hit you up front, and then the, the habanero, some cinnamon, nutmeg, and allspice toward the end of it. I wonder if that just kind of kills the pumpkin flavor then on the back end. Mm, I, I mean... I would imagine, and I have to imagine also, I can't find an ABV uh, just offhand, but I have to imagine that because, like, everything else in the Voodoo Ranger series, one of the other funny things about that is the ABV always hovers at, like, upper six, low sevens, mid sevens, uh-huh. and you can't taste any of it. No, no oh, you so buy a six, like a six-pack of Juicifer, and then afterwards you're like, wow, my face is hot, I need to go sit down for a minute. <laughs> this Sunday's getting out of control. Uh, that actually made the list of the 20 best, 20 plus best pumpkin beers for fall, uh, according to Delish.com. Ooh. They've got a whole list here, and and a lot of these we've actually had. We mentioned Punking earlier. Uh, one that we haven't mentioned is New Holland's Ichabod. That one I was a fan of when we were trying on the show, too, because that one has more of the gourd flavor um, with a little bit of nutmeg and cinnamon in it. And I feel like as long as... And, and that's got to be one of the older ones, at least yeah. reg- regionally, that I can remember. I feel mm-hmm. like that's been around forever. Uh, Schlafly also makes a pumpkin ale. That's a great one. That's another classic that comes up on the show uh, every year, right about this time. Um, the name of the show could actually uh, be sponsored by Dogfish Head because that that is their 
mainstay. It's the, the pumpkin ale. And every year they have a new design on it. Um, they kind of get artsy. It's never been one that I've been a fan of, though. And I don't know what it is about it, but I'm just... It's one of the ones that was always a drain pour. Dogfish head for me, the more we get into craft beer, especially local stuff, uh, the less of an affinity I have. I remember like when this show was in its infancy, uh, you, Ron, and I would always, we would, uh, one of us would always be at drinking some sort of dogfish head. And yeah. I think the last time any of their beers landed with some kind of an impact on the show was when Sequench came out. Mm-hmm. But that uh, was big. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I would try this this pumpkin offering from those guys. But it's it's fun now when I see them on store shelves. I you know there are so many other things I would rather buy. Yeah, it it doesn't diminish the quality of their beer. But man, I I so do not think they're a big deal anymore. I, and when we first loved craft, started like getting into the craft game, that was a a big deal. The yep. sixty, the ninety, the one twenty. Yeah. Well, the one twenty. If you see one twenty, grab it off the store shelves. Yeah. Like just one bottle stored away. And they're worldwide stout, also worldwide a big deal. Stout. These mm-hmm. the the 120 and the worldwide, these are the ones that are like ten dollars and up a bottle. That'll do. And uh it you do have to try at least one, but so they've got a pumpkin off to try that. Um and this list has uh, a lot of interesting uh varieties, including Breckenridge. They have the uh, nitro pumpkin spice latte stout. Which that I like coffee and pumpkin I could do. I, I could do a PSL. Uh, you know what? I, I think if it was a flavor that could be easily attained, somebody would have grabbed it and hit it out of the park by now. Mm-hmm. Like there would be the uh, if it tastes like I'm drinking a boozy Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. Uh, and maybe this is all on us. You know, you, you come at this uh, this flavor, this adjunct flavor from a different angle, and uh, maybe it's just I don't understand what I'm trying to go for when I grab a pumpkin beer. Uh, Southern Tears pumpkin, like we said, and they have uh, that's an imperial, so it's a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Yep, and some of these pumpkin beers, most of them, for the most part, are sessionable, normal ABV beers. Yeah, you know, you're not going to find a double, a no. triple pumpkin. There's, there's like one double, I think, that pumpkin does, or no, maybe no, not pumpkin. Um, uh, Elysian does the the imperial one. The great pumpkin is what they call it. I just it it, it seems like a lot. And then there, and then you get the rum barrel aged pumpkin ales and stuff like that. So. Then and that seems like a couple of flavors that would pair interesting together. But I just, as far as the entire flavor goes, if it was that big of a home run for that many people, I would see things like, oh, I don't know, Crooked U or Hoplore oh, or yeah. you know, uh, or Yaki Dad, just being like, this is our big thing, everyone's excited. But uh, you, you don't see that. Maybe you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just I'm blind to it because it's not a flavor I enjoy, so I don't seek it out. You ignore it off the menu. I would be just as excited for a Tuna Fish IPA yes. as I would be for for another uh, another new pumpkin beer. But we have a lot of music to my beers to get to. Uh, we have to get to news and notes a little bit later on the show. We are getting into the special release, the stout, the the nerdiest of dirty craft beer seasons. I can't wait to hear what Zach has on tap for us. We have to get to the pick six, and we have the B-movie to get to. It's a pumpkin edition of Music to My Beer, so we're stripping things down, going with three simple chords, Zach. Real Rock 103.9 The Bears, Music to My Beers. Oh, you are about to witness one of the, uh, this is actually the first feature we ever did on this show way back in the day. Uh, we like to take our love of craft beer and our love of sitting on our duffs and watching movie and pair them together in a feature that we have dubbed the, the Bee Movie. And now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B 
movie. You know, I know you're supposed to stick by your fellow uh, broadcaster. Uh, I'm going to sit back and put the blame of this this week's movie squarely on Zach Miller. Yes. <laughs> I. You know what? You suggested this movie, and I I see the cover of it, and I have a vague recollection of this thing, but I don't really remember anything about it. I don't even know where we would see it. It is the 2002 Christina Ricci pumpkin. <laughs> Did you read the the little bit about what the movie's about? It's a sorority, right? It's a sorority girl who finds her life falling apart after she develops romantic feelings for a mentally challenged man. Well, this sounds like a classic. <laughs> I have never seen this movie. It's called Pumpkin, and uh, it was like her heyday. It was like right around the time that she was doing... Um, Right after that darn cat, right? Yeah, she was she was Wednesday Adams. It was the first time any of us had seen her. And then oh, um, yeah. in yeah. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Well, it was right around the time I think she was on the cover of Maxim. So it was about okay. that time in her career. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna defer to the master and say, Zach, why don't you why don't you be the first person on the show to rate the two thousand two film Pumpkin and then pair it with a beer? Well, just looking at the cover, um I think it it kind of reminds me of like a Rushmore type movie uh definitely has no um no uh, wes anderson involvement at all but uh i i might sit down and maybe watch this movie lies yeah, lies i, I might know. sit down and watch it I, I do like dark comedies um romantic dark comedy i don't know i would say i'm gonna give it eight of the uh, brooklyn post road pumpkin ale Eight of those, because uh, reading the description, it says it's a bottle for the pumpkin purist. It's biscuity, barley, malt, and light-handed spice complement the fall flavor instead of stealing the spotlight. And that's what I go for, typically. It's something that doesn't have all the crazy spices in it. It's more of the, the gourd flavor, like we talked about earlier. Um, I'm going to, uh, oh boy, I tell you what, I'm looking at some of the facts and figures about this. This is why I, I'm not even sure you could find this one. You might have to uh, ask Christina Ricci for a copy of it. <laughs> it made $30,000 its first weekend. Oh, geez. 30000 <laughs> Um, And it, find, it, it ended its theatrical run with just over three hundred grand. So uh, she says it was a great movie, but uh, critics on Rotten Tomatoes say otherwise. And I think this is going to be a struggle to sit through just based on the plot alone. But I'm going to give this um, one six-pack of my ghetto from our friends at Devil's Trumpet, but I'm going to drink the entire thing straight from a pumpkin that's been hollowed out. Nice. I'm, and I'm going to pick it up, not even pour it into a glass. I'm going to chug straight from the gourd because I think, <laughs> man, this movie is going to be a lot to get through. And the soundtrack, as crappy as the movie sounds, so we're just going to grab some random tune. And yeah. uh, one fun thing about Music to My Beers is as the show grows, so does our presence on the old interwebs and the way you can connect with us. And the first way we would like you to connect with us is... Um, well, we're on the Facebook. I was going to say over a nice dinner, maybe a couple of drinks. Uh, <laughs> But you're right. We are on Facebook. You can like Music to My Beers. You can also join our private Music to My Beers group and join the uh, the interactive chat. That's one of my favorite things that we've done, I think, on this show as far as, like, engaging with people outside of, of here in this room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because we've been able to find out where, you know, cheap beer is, where you can walk out of a Martin supermarket with, uh, I don't know, $4 packs of the... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to call anybody out, but we had somebody with a very hot buying tip that said yeah. that there was a store locally that had mismarked a okay. six a certain six pack, and it was being rung up for a penny. <laughs> 
perfect. Yeah, so I, fun, fun stuff like that. But also, as, as a lot of people, uh, I've got two buddies that are hounding me for, when have you seen Sam Adams' Utopias? When, when is that available? Yep. That's right. I've got rich friends who are in the market for a $200 beer. And, I, I and checked on that one, actually. Do, do you know anything? I, I found out that the city, no, not citywide, but uh, Belmont up on Cleveland is all sold out. They might have gotten one bottle, two bottles, maybe. Yeah, typically a store will get one, possibly two, and it's almost you have to know somebody who knows somebody. But stuff like that, and when uh, later on when Hop Slam starts hitting the shelves, it's a mm-hmm. great. You know what it is? It's a great way to be lazy and take advantage of other people who aren't lazy, because they say, "I found this, I got this, this is on store shelves," and you can be like, "Well, I'm gonna get up and go down there and find some." Yeah, but it's also a great place for you to connect with other local craft beer people. Mm-hmm. See what people are drinking that weekend. Sometimes people bring uh, post a picture of their haul that yeah. they've got for the weekend. Or, or if you've traveled somewhere, it's also a great place if you're traveling somewhere to kind of throw up a flare and say, "Hey, I'm headed to you know Eastern Kentucky. What should I look for there?" And somebody yeah. who's been there. We'll have heard of it. So ask to join our private Music to My Beers group on Facebook, and the questions are easy. You will most certainly get in. Please be over the age of 21. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram. Zach and I have a cutesy little thing. We do Beer Shirt Thursday. Yeah. At some point, I'm going to have to start getting rid of some beer shirts because, I mean. I was thinking about that, too. How many is too many? Might have to just make a throw out of them all. You well, know? <laughs> and now that it's winter, I can start dragging out the brewery hoodies I have. Oh, dude. Yeah, and boy, I... Uh, so at, I'm on one token. I'm on one minute. Very proud of my collection, but also very ashamed of my collection. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Participate. Tag your stuff with Beer Shirt Thursday and, uh, and tag us. We'd love to be your buddy. You can also find Zach and I individually on the drinking app Untapped. I am at Man Bear Cluck. You are at Dad Beers. Yeah, and that's a lot of fun because you can see what your friends are up to. Yeah, and find out too. Uh, one thing that I was doing this past week is seeing what was on the menu. I didn't even have to ask the server for what they had at the bar. I tried at the the lobber. And uh, I, I just started going through what they have because they're a verified venue. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll try that one. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's easy. It's funny you bring up the lobber. You and I have to start getting our calendar ready because I, I think for 2020, we should start taking the show on the road more. Yes. But a place we'd like to go would be Hop Station, the lobber here in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heavenly Go. We need to get over to Yaki Dog again and Elkhart. Westwood. And, yeah. Uh, or, no, Wedgwood. Wedgwood. And, yep. and uh, there are a ton of places we need to get to, but uh, it's just it's a matter of scheduling and everything else. But yeah, the lobber is fantastic, and I think we haven't, we haven't talked about them enough. Um, you can find us on Untapped. You can also find us podcasted. I'm going to let Zach do the heavy lifting here because he's the podcast guy. Each and every Monday around noon, as long as the the link's not broken, we podcast. (laughs) Uh, So you can get the show without any music, just all the facts laid out. You can even say, Alexa, enable music to my beers, and your skill will be enabled, and you can just bark at her to play us whenever you'd like. Play us, Alexa. (laughs) <laughs> do it all right so we're everywhere join us uh we would love to be your buddy real life irl and on them interwebs as well there's a whole other hour of music to my beers to get to and this is going to like be the old manniest thing i say on the show this weekend this month has ripped by next week is what our halloween show yeah yeah we're and then, already to halloween and then that's all she wrote that's the last show we're going to have in october and we're moving on uh, obviously, we're talking about pumpkin beers, and we're getting into some of the fall drinking, and how do your drinking habits, not what you drink, but mm-hmm. where you drink, change as we go from summer, because obviously summer is is what? It's poolside, beachside, golf Boom. course. 
lot um, of outdoors. Picnic, barbecue uh, on the back deck. But as now the weather has taken a, a horrid turn and it's just going to get worse, where do you find yourself enjoying your craft beers more often? I would say it, it kind of changes. You know how you mentioned summer and, and spring and stuff. We're outdoors a lot. We're poolside, but we're still outdoors a little bit during the fall. But it's mainly just to tailgate. It's it's not a whole lot of like backyard gatherings or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's mainly blacktop uh, tailgating somewhere, having some um, you know either some crispy boys or something that's rich in uh, in color and flavor. So I would say um, most of my time is now spent drinking indoors, um, either with friends at a at a buddy's house or you know curl up around the fire. We actually started our first fire the other night. Yeah, it's been it's been some time. Wow, burning fire one in October can't hide money. I guess uh, I know, I know. It uh, and I know that people will will disagree and say they have they have other ones. But as a Midwestern idiot, my I've always equated fall with true bonfire season. Yeah, like this is when it's it a bonfire matters because you want that heat because it gets so cold at night. And so your your fall drinking for me at least becomes more of a a social occasion. Mm-hmm. The bonfire, like you mentioned, the tailgate, and just it. It does suck because you start realizing that you're slowly getting forced back inside. Like, you can't sit out in the backyard for eight hours on a summer day and drink all day. You can't do that in the fall, so you're going to no. shuffle down to these smaller occasions. And Does your garage door close now? Like, did you have it open when you were working on bikes and stuff? Or does oh, it- yeah, you had to. I uh, Man, and as a... As a as a homeowner, I know it's expensive, but man, do I want to temperature regulate my garage. Ooh. I don't think it would take much, and I don't really think it would break the bank, but that's that's where I do. When I'm on my own, that's where I do the bulk of my drinking because a lot of my hobbies are in the garage, and that's where if I want to be left alone, I can go out there, but it's also where I keep my beer fridge. Yeah. So the things that aren't intended to be consumed... Um, Years and years down the road, they go to my garage, kind of like the holding cell, and then they, you know, they move on. They're released into freedom. <laughs> but that's where I hang out a lot. So, but the the fall and the spring are perfect because it never gets too cold in there, and it never gets too warm in the in the spring. So I like this is where I I enjoyed the bulk of my beer on my own when I'm not out for a social gathering. So this is prime garage drinking weather. And it's also weird because your buddies will drive by, see your garage door open, see you in there, and they're like, that's that's the green light to swing by and have a couple. Yeah. So it lends itself to being more sociable, I think, in the fall. And uh, this is also the, the time of year when Zach breaks out his drinking jacket. Yeah, I know. The, the drinking jacket that I invested in many years ago, I was about three or four years ago, that I became an investor on Kickstarter with my drinking jacket, and it has served me well. You were so proud when you came in. You're like, Jason Ward, I'm an investor now. <laughs> well, you're an investor. investor. <laughs> yeah, you invested. It's a it's a, a jacket made specifically for drinking beer. It's got the koozie pocket, so it's got a nice little um, uh, thing for where you can hold your beer and keep it cold uh, so it doesn't you know warm up too quickly. And then it's also got the zipper, which is ingenious. I would put this on all my jackets. It's got the little bottle opener, so you can just crack one open wherever you're at. And it's right in front of you, too. It's just amazing. Think, Michiana. Zach Miller got in on the ground floor. Yeah. He was one of the initial investors. I'm trying to think if it's got any, it's got big pockets on the inside. So if you ever oh, need yeah. to carry some stuff around. And if, this is also a fun season, too, because you can retire the koozies in the cooler. Yes. You know, because if you're outside, you may probably just about, you have gloves on at this point. And it's also that Michigan cooler season where you can just Ooh, put your yeah. beer in the bed of the truck or stick it in a corner or park it just off, you know, away from the fire. It's going to stay cold just fine. I love that Michigan cooler. So you start putting away some of your uh, some of your your drinking accessories. 
Yeah. So if this were a fashion show, we would talk about all the shorts you're packing away. Now it's all the koozies and coolers. And this is a slice of the show. We uh, flex our beer nerd muscles a little bit, maybe talk about the things we're jamming on or the things we would like to jam on. It is our weekly pick six segment. And uh, Zach and I throw a couple of beers in, and this is like our video. Uh, like, we're the video store employees, and these are our cool guy picks. Yeah. Or like, when I was a freshman at Western, I would walk into CD Warehouse, and there would be, like, the staff picks. And you're like, wow, I've never even heard of these bands. These guys must be cool. <laughs> and then you'd buy one, and you'd go home, and like, wow, that sucked. <laughs> Why did I spend my money on this? Uh, two beers that I'm going to throw in, and I'm and sorry, Zach, I'm going to go first. That's okay. Go for it. Uh, the first one, and I haven't had it yet, but I'm looking for it, looking for it, looking for it. I thought it was going to be on the shelves last week, but uh, the new Voodoo Ranger from oh. New Belgium, the Hop Avenger. Dude, I picked up a six-pack of that. You know where I found it? Where? Meyer. They had really? A, they had a six-pack in cans, yeah. I, I, and I haven't had a bad one. The Liquid Paradise was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The uh, Obviously, the regular Voodoo Ranger, Jucifer was great. I haven't had this yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Was it pretty good? Oh, it was amazing. It is so... It's v- really juicy. It's like pineapple and mango and... What's the ABV on it? 7.7. Seven, seven. It's still uh, still up there. Jeez. And you don't even notice it. I, I had one or two the other night, and I was like, <gasps> I'm going to bed. <laughs> It's such a. It looks fantastic. I can't wait. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, you got to find it. Uh, the next one, and this is a style of beer we probably talk about just as infrequently as some of the uh, the German, the Märzens, and some of the other uh, traditional styles from from Germany. Germany, yeah, uh, porter. And I'm going to go with my favorite porter because there's about a six week window that I really enjoy porters, and we're about in that window. The Great Lakes Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. Oh yeah, uh, it was the first porter uh, craft beer I'd ever tried, and it's it's like you know like Bell's Brown. It's a fantastic brown that's been around forever. Will be around long after we're gone. The Edmund Fitzgerald from Great Lakes is, uh, I think, the quintessential porter craft beer. But it's also it's been around forever. It's going to be around forever. You don't need to run a marathon to acquire it. It's available at just about any decent bottle shop, and it's a good drink. Porters are fun because it's so you get that roasty, dryish barley. Um, sometimes with with barrel aged stouts, I'll have trouble pulling out all the flavors they tell me are going to be there. Mm-hmm. But with the way that porters are made, for whatever reason, I I can almost discern and, and pull out like when they talk about your you know your roasted malt you're going to taste at the back end. I just it's easier for me to to taste all those individual flavors at play. You know if there's if there's coffee there, I'm going to taste it, but it's right. not going to be overpowering. I, and if you've never had a porter or you're not sure if you like that style, that's a great place to start because it's not going to be thirty bucks to get into the uh, to get into the tasting experience. It's a few bucks, man. Buy a six pack; they're available anywhere. Yeah, I I do like a good porter. What beers would you like to throw oh, in? Uh, so I had a couple this past week, and I forgot how good Matilda from Goose Island is. Oh, yeah. It's a Belgian strong pale, and it's got a nice straw color, a little darker hue, I guess, than Sophie. Hue, 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 hue. 7%, though, um, it's pretty solid. It uh, has um, kind of a nice um, Belgian flavor to it. You get... Some of that banana, you know, the estuary flavor. Yeah. Either you're a fan of it or you're not. You know, that's how I've I've kind of run into people that like Belgian beers. You either like it or you don't. Isn't it funny how, and you mentioned it's it's the, the ABV and you can't taste it, how, especially for us, for you and I, for the show over the last year, how craft beer to me is like now seven, seven and a half, almost eight percent. Like that's, that's about the Sessionable. wheelhouse. Yeah, that's about the wheelhouse you're operating in. Yeah. I know that sours and farmhouse ales and some of the better stuff we can get locally uh, the ABV goes way, way down, but man, like it used to be that a two-hearted was that's a pretty stiff IPA, and not anymore. Now that's 
Yeah, seven drink half, water. Seven, seven, eight percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should we should break down sometime in twenty twenty like a low ABV show. Yes, like nothing over four percent because I know your brother is really into brewing the low ABV beers. How low can we go? Yeah. We can make it like a limbo show. You know what? One of those weeks where a, a holiday doesn't jump out, we'll make that our how low can we go? Yeah, I love that. Um, and then another one, these guys recently came into the area. They're Maplewood Brewing, and they're out of Chicago. They have a, a beer called Fat Pug that I had on Nitro at uh, Lauber this past week. It is delicious. It's a sweet oatmeal milk stout, and uh, it has dark chocolate and coffee flavors. Um, it was actually a uh, a GABF medalist in 2017. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, pretty solid beer. Um, I'm looking to forward to try more stuff from these Maplewood guys um, as they're in the area now, but Fat Pug, if you can find it. <laughs> That's it not up. a beer you want to ask for if you've already had a few. <laughs> uh, but we're talking about pumpkin beers, we're talking about fall beers, and uh, a lot of the stuff that uh, Zach Miller has done a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the pumpkin beers are concerned on the show. Are there any that you haven't had that you want to have? Um, You're a guy to me, you do a really good job of your seasonal drinking, like Zach makes the round when it's when it's summertime pool season. He's drinking the pool sippers. Mm-hmm. October rolls around. He's the first guy on my untapped news feed to check in some Oktoberfest beers, and then you move right into the pumpkin beers. But you've always done a really good job of that. And I'm very traditional in that respect. You know, yeah, I like the older you get, the more a man likes his routine. Yeah, I like my routine. I like looking forward to something, and and I think that's that's something that you know I look start looking forward to Christmas beers and stuff like that. And then when Hop Slam rolls around, I'm looking forward to Hop Slam season. Uh, but it is it is something that uh, I, I like to do. I I haven't really seen any pumpkin beers that I'm like, ooh, I need to get that. Other than the Atomic Pumpkin that you're talking about from uh, Ranger, it's a Voodoo Ranger, right, from yeah. New Belgium. Yep. Um, other than that one, I I don't know. Um, I would like to try to remake a pumpkin beer again if I could. Well, what so what happened with your your lone experiment My, with making a pumpkin beer? So I bought the kit. It was a pumpkin porter. Came with all the ingredients and stuff. And I thought, Where'd you get the kit from? Did you buy it online? Did you get it locally? It was a Brewer's Best kit. And ah. I got it locally uh, when there was a shop in uh, downtown okay. Michigan, or downtown South Bend. And so I took this home and I thought, you know what? That's cool. I'll make a pumpkin porter, but there's no pumpkin in here. So like, you know, Stryker and I would do with the Maple IPA, I was like, I'm going to add my own ingredients and I'm going to make this the best beer ever. Now, my thought would be you go to the store, you buy the canned pumpkin pie filling, right? Uh, I, I bought the cans of the pumpkin, but not the pumpkin pie filling. So the non-sweetened, just regular pumpkin. <laughs> okay. And I loaded it up on a pan and stuck it in the oven because I was like, ooh, I want to get it nice and caramelized. And so then that way the pumpkin really comes through and you kind of get like a, a, almost like a, the pumpkin pie bake because I've got all the spices and stuff okay. that will go in there as well. Now, the, 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 the brewing kit was calling for this, right? No, the brewing kit didn't call for any of that. Oh! <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, okay. I was trying to trying to make it my own and, and be like, right off the know. Right off the bat, you're going you're gonna to just gun for, the, gun for it all. <laughs> I, like, I like that gun ever. Yeah. So it was a, a pumpkin porter starter kit at, that did not require you putting pumpkin in it, but I did... And I remember... Oh, so the original recipe didn't even require pumpkin. It was going to be a pumpkin-style porter, or pumpkin-flavored porter. Yep. Without actual pumpkin. Without actual pumpkin. But you said, no, not good enough. In my infinite wisdom, I'm adding real pumpkin because Zach's yes. a hardcore. I, I'm going to add that real hardcore, that, that good pumpkin, you know, to get that gourd flavor. And mm. so I put the pumpkin in the oven. I had it caramelizing. My wife was at work while I was doing all this, too, so she didn't have to smell it or anything. Um, and I, I, was, uh, I had it caramelizing. It... it 
didn't really burn or anything like that, which is great. And then when it was done, I pulled it out, and then I was already boiling the, all the, the uh, wort okay. that I had going. And I threw the pumpkin in there, threw all the spices in there when I was supposed to throw the spices, a little bit of hops in there. And then when I get down to the end of the boil, um, you're, you're supposed to take it off and then cool it down. So I chilled it. Uh, this is Zach Miller's recounting of his pumpkin porter experience here on Music to My Beers. You will only hear the story here on Michiana's oldest and finest craft beer radio show. Go ahead, continue. All right. So I, I chill it and I then throw it into the trub, the the uh, or into the the bucket, so that that way I can add the yeast and everything and the extra water to make it come with the five gallons. So I do all this and I'm like, oh wow, there's like a lot of pumpkin in there. I'm noticing, and I stick it down in my basement for the next couple of weeks. And lo, the basement stunk. And when it was time to bottle it, you know how much pumpkin beer I had? Probably like three of the five gallons. Because the two gallons were just the the pumpkin mess that was left at the bottom. It all settled at the bottom. It was super gross. I didn't want to put any of that in. And it actually ended up being like not even that good of a beer. So I only had three. I could only fill up a, a basically a case of the, so who the drank, big bombers. Who, who drank them? Mm, I drank a few of them. I might have given them to some buddies, and uh, it was so just... it wasn't good beer. But you still drank it. That's why Zach Miller's on this show. He's a champion. Still, and I still gave it out to people. I was like, it's probably not very good. <laughs> I went to a house party that I really didn't care to go for, and uh, here's what I'm leaving you. It's oh, it's pumpkin beer that I brewed myself. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like I was there. I could almost taste the mess. Oh man, it was awful. All right, okay, I get a tell you about what's coming up what we have to look forward to all the beers that are going to be released for our wonderful livers yeah i know and i realized uh going through some things that the toppling goliath uh morning delight lottery came and went i never got any of that news and notes thanks a lot zach sorry i could have had had to drive to iowa man Man, i messed up i know and and uh we you you told me about the goose island thing yes we're we're getting in on trying to get in on prop day we did not uh, Darcy did so. Um, the uh, the Toppling Goliath thing I realized only had like one day. It was like September twenty third, and then the twenty fourth oh. they picked the winners. Oh, yeah, lame. They're gonna drive to Iowa in December, so uh, yeah. it's probably for the best. Anyhow, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. No, 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 no. But we have s- some stuff to look forward to. Like this Thursday, there's gonna be a tap takeover featuring uh, one of our local favorites and our regional favorites, uh, Bear Hands and Founders, at uh, Tap House on the Edge this Thursday, um, starting at five. And um, I d- it doesn't have a list of what they're bringing or what's go- what they'll be having there, but, I mean, it's probably going to be pretty good. Oh, it's a Founders versus Bear Hands pint night. Oh, so you got to fight. Showdown. All right. Yeah, probably vote for your favorite. Uh, we've done a couple different tap takeovers at Tap House on the Edge. It's a great place to do one. It's, uh, yeah. it's a fun bar. Man, it's close to everything. And if you get a, an inkling you want to take something home with you, there's a store right across the street. Yeah. It's across good. five lanes of traffic. <laughs> Um, and then one other thing that we can look forward to is, and I've always wanted to do this too. I've just never found like the group to go with, but Bell's Eccentric Day 2019 is coming up December 6th and 7th. That is uh, both Friday and Saturday. This is when you dress like your most absolute absurd version of yourself. Oh, okay. Everybody shows dressed as something ridiculous, whether it's cosplay or you're just, you know, you're wearing your clothes upside down. It's, it's, it's a fun, weird day. Have you done it before? No. No, oh. Zach, I'm... <laughs> I'm the most stoic, button-down person you'll ever meet. I don't have time for nonsense or no? shenanigans. I, I could go for a road trip up there. That'd be fun. You had me at Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. I, I always thought it was like a Monday or a Tuesday. I, 
I remember thinking it was maybe a weird day out of the week. That's the Oberon one because oh, okay. they do a big Oberon release, but it's midnight going into like Monday. That makes so sense. So it never okay. works out with you know having a job. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can never be a part of those. No. Uh, so then the last but not least, we've got a, a brewery destination. Um, like if you're looking to go out east and go to Philly, Victory is making a huge uh, 14,000 square foot state-of-the-art brewery and tap room that is uh, in Center City's Logan Square. And it's got the uh, production brewing system, scratch kitchen, three different bars, street-level parking, and rooftop patio. Just from the, the mock-ups, from the pictures... It looks amazing. It's like the future of, like, if you're a brewery that has a lot of money. The future is now. <laughs> Get on it, plebe. You're going to be left behind. Oh, and and it's at the uh, the address of 1776 Benjamin Franklin Parkway. Okay, so. all American. My Mail to... gets delivered by an American eagle, our bald eagle. Yeah. I would love to get out there sometime. Never been to Philly. Nope. Maybe one of these days. Your sports fans are mean. That's all I know. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that's going to do another episode of Music to My Beers in the Books. I think the next time we do this, next week, it's going to be the Halloween show, and, uh, yeah. and hopefully we can pick some longer songs so we aren't... There's a, a lot of music to get through, man. Yeah. Lots. Uh, this is going to do it for the Punkin' Edition of Music to My Beers. For Zach Miller, I am Warren Cluck. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.